All right, what's going on, y'all? This is your man Mike, aka Lux Black. We in the house with my man Tyler. What's happening, Tyler? Not much, man. All right, all right. It's the iFlex Podcast. We're getting ready to get into it. All right, so today we are going to be talking about a couple things, um, and they kind of go together. Well, not kind of. They very much go together. Uh, we're talking about the Kanye Project, the illustrious Kanye West. All right, so let's dig into it. I um, I did not enjoy this album. <laughs> I personally, right. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Right. Okay. So the message is a little skewed. Just a teeny bit. Teeny bit, like. <laughs> right. Um, but the music still sounds good. Mm. But it's just that's my biggest complaint is it's just like someone who decides to reinvent themselves by finding Jesus. Right. That's seems a bit disingenuous. I yeah. got you. And, you know, I'm trying to be open-minded about it. So, okay, backstory. I'm a huge Kanye fan. About the same what? way. Yeah, I'm a huge Kanye fan. Since the beginning, like when um, his first album, uh, College Dropout, came out, I knew something about Kanye was different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, one thing as an artist that I love about him is that he's always reinventing himself. No two albums sound the same. You know, they have, all have, you know, their, their Kanye moments or Kanye-esque type vibe to it. But sonically, every album is going to be different. Um, his next album, called, uh, Late Registration, I mean, it was not more of the same. He started working with other producers. Um, his sound became bigger, a bit more um, put together. By the time he had dropped Graduation, full-fledged artist, you know, um, he went on this wave with the with the synthesizers and you know the really big horn sounds. He had 808s and heartbreaks. So here's the thing: what kind of bothered me about this album is it did not sound complete. It sounded rushed. I feel you on that. It sounded rushed, mind you. The message, you know. <sighs> Kanye has never been very good at, at articulating his ideas, so I didn't expect Shakespeare from him. But I, I figured the music would speak for itself, and in this situation, it, it, he would have been better served to have not released it. And that's my personal opinion. It just wasn't, it wasn't for me. Now, mind you, when I first listened to it, I think what he did, what he's really good at, and that's selling hype. He sold yeah. the hype around that album because yeah, I'm, you were you were super super hyped for it when it first came out. I remember right. you saying like you gotta listen. I'm like okay. I was but, ready for it. You know what I mean? Like, and I enjoyed it, but I agree with some of the points. I don't want to spoil your points, but some mm-hmm. of the points you told me were definitely very very valid. And one of them being you know like short runtime for a Kanye mm-hmm. album. That's very very short. Very. Now mind you, now Kanye's been on this this wave for the past year or so with shorter, easier to digest albums. You know, with uh, Pusha T's album, uh, Daytona, um, Nasir from Nas, um, Tiana Taylor's album, his own album, Yay, no longer than seven songs. Um, he did an album with Kid Cudi. You know, um, I forgot the name of it, but short and sweet. 
But at some point, you you get tired of that. You're like, I want a full-fledged, full-production album. Don't play with me. And for 11 tracks, and they only have 27 minutes of runtime, that's... With all the hype that surrounded that album, I feel cheated. Extremely cheated. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't the big thing, too, that the he canceled the album that was coming because it was Right. Late. Now, mind you now. There, okay, so the album that was supposed to come out before... You know, Jesus is King was supposed to be called Yandi, which that got scrapped like a year ago, you know, after like, I don't know how many delays. And there's a lot of songs, you know, floating around on YouTube. You don't know what the official track list for Yandi is supposed to be, but I've heard some of them. And they actually sounded a bit better than Jesus is King. I honestly think some of the songs on Jesus is King probably would have been better served on Yandi versus it being a standalone project. You know, that's my personal opinion. Some of y'all may feel differently. Some of y'all might like, you know, the, the album as it is. But from my experience, I liked it at first. The more I listened to it, the less I liked it because it's short. And then two, the message is a bit convoluted, you know. It's and it feels a bit rushed. Very rushed. For instance, like the first track. First track is really a really nice sounding song, you know, it has the choir and, you know, they're singing the whole thing, nice arrangement, but then it just abruptly changes. And then you go into Salah and it's like, for you to delay that, it's supposed to be dropping at midnight and then we have to wait until like 12 hours until the next day. It drops like 12 o'clock the next afternoon. You got to know that a song just kind of stopping abruptly like that and going to the next track. You got to know that's a bad idea. That doesn't sound good to listeners. So... There's a, there's a few artists that I listen to that do shit like that that infuriate me. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them, which is very, very opposite spectrum, like folky, sort of gospel feel to it, Delta Ray. We're going up like yeah. next weekend to go see them. Okay. And on one of their more recent albums, the first track is Anthem. Mm -hmm. And it's only like a minute and 20 seconds long. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. Don't you hate when <laughs> artists do that? Like the best song on the album, it'd be like, a freaking minute, and then that's it. Yeah, like extend that bad boy, man. Quit playing with me. It's it's a hassle, but mm -hmm. I don't know if they just didn't have the time to complete when artists do that, or if it's meant to leave you wanting more. Right, but it's infuriating. Regardless, regardless, it's it, I, just, I don't want that shit. Give me, give me your good stuff. Mm -hmm. And extend it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one? Men Condition is bad about that. Yeah. Like, some of the best sounding songs on the albums be dumb short. You know? So it, it is infuriating. Um, what's something else, too? I mean... Um, Oliver Tree does that every now and then. Okay. All right. Now, I've never heard Oliver Tree. What, what kind of songs? What uh, kind of music do they do? White boy rap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. No. no okay, so... Um, I initially stumbled upon him with his comedy stuff. Okay. So he's one of those people who blew up big on Vine and stuff like that. And he works with the uh, Jimmy, I forget his name is, but the, is that a vape my dude that I've shown you? Mm. And a few of those other Viners. But he got a record deal in Atlanta coming in kind of partially with a comedy bit. Okay. And one of his first music videos cost a fucking million dollars in the Ukraine. Really, now. And then it got maturity flagged on YouTube. 
<laughs> After spending a meal. Oh yeah, so they're not doing that anytime soon. But I'll uh, I'll show you some stuff after this. I'll send you some links. You'll really dig him for yeah. For me to wait, boy, in a puffy like windbreaker like I wore earlier this week. Okay. Um, with purposely with like a bowl cut wig and stuff. Oh it's, snap. Yeah, it's totally like an appearance joke. He's got he's got really really good flow to it, and it's. A breath of fresh air for mm. that kind of subgenre, right? That I can't describe other than white boy rap, <laughs> but, but not basic white boy rap. Okay, so is it like Eminem esque type thing, or is it like no? A, it departs from that. Departs. It from definitely it. departs from that. Yeah. No, because I'm gonna be going in though. You know, like um, what's my man's name? Um, uh, Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Yellow Wolf go hard. Um, you ever listen to Strange Music, Tech Nine, and all them? Uh. No, have you ever listened to? Here's another joke one, Little Dicky. Little Dicky's the man, though. Yeah, dude. Little Dicky got bars, though. Don't let the jokes, you know, throw you off. Like, he go in. Yeah. He goes in. But, so check this out. So, listening to the album, one thing that has really, I believe, sold the album besides hype is controversy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and Kanye is kind of king at that. King. Controversy king. So everyone's sharing the same sentiment, and I can't say everyone's wrong for feeling the way they feel, you know, but I think at the core of everyone's disdain for Kanye is the feeling that he might not be genuine in his conversion. And But, you know, we got to dissect it, though. You know, there's been several artists that have had their aha moments spiritually and kind of went in a completely different direction. But we weren't always so quick to question whether they were being authentic or not. Like, for instance, um, Snoop had a gospel album about a year ago. Yeah, but Snoop's gospel album was good. And it was. And I was going to make that point, too. It was executed a bit different. It wasn't in the kind of preachy, you know, type of way that Kanye's been doing it. Which I can't say he's necessarily preachy, but it's just... There is no development in it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, so listen, you know, I'm trying to be a better person. You know, I did this, I did that, X, Y, Z. I'm finding myself. And here's my journey. And you see the development of that person. But still, you know, maintaining their humanity and their authenticity. That mean, That's one thing. But just doing a, a complete about face and just being, like, a bit aggressive about it, that's something else. Because it's like, come on, man. I want to be on the journey. I want to be on that trip with you and see how it goes. And I think the album had really highlighted a lot of dogma, but not necessarily what it means to actually be a Christian or what it means to find yourself spiritually. And it's off-putting because it's like... And the way that you just said that makes me think, well, mm. if I... I didn't know that that this might be a little bit above the way that Kanye thinks. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe that was the point. Right. But that's a little far-fetched for a Kanye concept album. Right. And Kanye is not very good at expressing himself. No. But one thing I like about Kanye, one thing I really love about him and respect about him is he is honest to a fault. Can't take that from him. He's honest to a fault, even when he's putting his foot in his mouth. You know, like when Katrina 
happened, you know, when he was with Mike Myers on MTV, you could see it all over his face. Like, he didn't know what to do with himself. And we said George Bush don't care about black people. He really felt that. You know, that wasn't something he was put up to say. I mean, is he wrong, though? No. No. But then, I mean, that's flawed. Look, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people don't care about black people, man. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. You feel me? But he was authentically himself, even when he's making himself look bad, you know? Yeah. Where I think he goes wrong is he doesn't take the proper time to really format his ideas before he starts spewing them. And he chooses TV, live television, or recorded television. Yeah, he's very, he's absolutely very no filter, and I appreciate that about him. It makes him very honest when he's uh, in a live audience like yeah. that. But then you get you get beautiful moments like when they ask Kanye, "Are you entering the fashion industry? Am yeah. I entering the fashion industry? Yeah. Have you seen this coat?" Like, right, it's got a whole gang of holes in it. It's it's great. Yeah, it's, you get both spectrums of gritty, real truth and comical outbursts. Mm-hmm. And he chooses the really weird moments to do it. It's like, listen, if you have some ideas that you haven't quite worked out in your head, live TV probably isn't the best time to express those things. But he's a celebrity. It is, but yo, you gotta That's take how it works. Take your time. Think that thing through. Because what Who he does said that. No, because he said slavery was a choice, which I get it. Cause I'm trying to get it. You feel me? But reality is most people are hung up on trying to misunderstand him from the beginning. They're not trying to get it. They want to find anything to say bad about it. What he meant by that was, you know, we can be mentally enslaved to society. We can be mentally enslaved to, you know, the idea of fulfilling the status quo. There's no liberty in that. For instance, you can say, okay, well, I work three jobs. All right, that's great. You got a big home and a fancy car, but if you're working three jobs, you're never at home, so you can't enjoy none of that. You're a slave to your possessions. So most people, unfortunately, don't think far enough into things to try to understand that. So what you're saying you're saying is that he was more going for the take of worse oh modern slavery, like mm-hmm. is is our shackles. Right, and that's what I took from it. I didn't think he was like, okay, well, you know. Chattel slavery of the of the freaking 18th century was a cho- uh, was a choice. It most definitely was not a choice because it no. wouldn't be slavery. That's, no, not at all. Because that's the antithesis that's, of slavery. <laughs> you feel Kanye, me? Kanye says some dumb shit sometimes, but I don't think he'd go that that far. Yeah, that. But see, he should have thought that out a little bit better before he said that. So what he did was he alienated a lot of his fans, completely made himself a huge target, especially in today's time when we've got a lot of weird stuff going on with our society. Our, our president is a little, a little off. And for, little. Him to, for him to be dig riding Trump so hard, it's like, you do know you're alienating yourself. Like, if, whatever black fans you had are not rocking with you after that. We, we let you slide with the slavery is choice thing because some of us are free thinkers and we can understand what you're trying to say. But to be riding that man nuts like that, Come on. I think it's for the money. Yeah, it might be. But, you know, like him being with Kim K, like that, that whole family, they don't really need the money, you know, and, and with his endorsement. No, yeah, no, they don't need the money. But at the same time, look at, oh God, what's his name? Uh-huh. Uh, the, the guy who runs Amazon. 
Okay, yeah. Look at how much money. He has more money than he knows what to do with, and he's continually getting more. Straight up. I see what you're saying. And that's just personal money. Never mind what the company has that they can invest into. That's mm-hmm. Once you reach a certain point of money that you're making, it kind of... You break away from reality a little bit. Things right. become distorted. Everything becomes disposable to you. Mm-hmm. And it, it you're not grounded in the basis of reality that most of society is in. Mm-hmm. Especially when people talk about the, the 1%. Mm-hmm. That those people have so much money, you could swim in it. Mm-hmm. And some of the I, most I unhappiest that, people ever. I could do that on payday in pennies. Like... <laughs> In my bathtub. Yeah. Like. Scrooge McDuck style, just that diving that bitch head first. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, totally unrelated, but as a kid, that was my, like, my adult goal. Like, I just want to be filthy rich and be able to, like, dive into my motherfucking vault, into my coins like Scrooge McDuck. That shit looked lit on DuckTales. My family never fails to remind me that when I was very, very little, I wanted to be a, a mountain climber. Oh, shit. Um... Which, to be fair, I was really into geology at the time, and we had, like, a quarry not too far away. Oh, yeah. uh, and I also wanted to fix two mailboxes. Okay. Um, because some teenagers had gone through and bashed up a few of the neighborhood's uh, mailboxes uh-huh. multiple times in a row uh-huh. until people started cementing them in, and then their cars got messed up instead. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to be a ninja. Dead serious. I wanted to not just do martial arts, but I wanted to go on missions and like kick ass and like have dynamite and use weapons like nunchucks and sides and shit and like katanas. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to be ninja guiding so bad as a kid. Like it was. I pathetic. wanted to do something sciencey with like space, and then when I started developing my uh, hypotension, that just went straight out the window. I right, science is the shit though. Yeah, dude. Man, listen, Neil deGrasse Tyson is that guy. That's eh, my... he's, he's kind of a dick, dude. Yeah, he, he, he is. But you... Not kind of. He's a huge dick. He's super condescending. He gets right. super literal uh-huh. about things, which makes him extra condescending. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'll see people joke back at him. Like uh, one morning, uh, he took a photo of like someone made like galaxy art cappuccino that he had mm-hmm. he's like oh just a sip of the galaxy whatever in the morning just to start my day and someone was like actually that would be too heavy for you and it would plunge through the earth and this and that i get but the fuck like just enjoy the joke no, no, bro no, no. no they're they're making fun of how he <laughs> acts to other people oh okay yeah. i thought he reacted he's, like no, that. no 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 they're mm. reacting to him Mm. as he would to someone else oh so he does that oh yeah he does that all the time he's kind of he's like, he's a great guy. He's very smart. He's a dick at the same time. You know what? You ever heard that adage, um, never meet your heroes? Yeah. So this, like, as much as I like Neil deGrasse Tyson, I don't look at a whole, whole lot of stuff about him because I don't want to, you know, ruin my good perception of him. But if he's a dick, he's a dick. Because, like, Bill Nye is a dick, too. Remember Bill okay, Nye? Okay, yeah, but Bill Nye's a fun dick. Yeah, you know what? He's, he's funny. He's he's funny, and it's more of like a you aren't getting how serious this situation is, so yeah. I'm gonna call you an idiot because <laughs> you are. Right. Um, uh, but uh, I have actually met, you know, I told you I'm from New York. I meet people, bump into people all the time. Mm. Uh, I used to live 
just like pretty much a few houses down from James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic person. Oh wow. He is so nice. Seems like it. Yeah. Like yeah. genuinely nice. Goes out of his way to like say hi to everyone, whatnot, whenever he's in in town. Mm. Um my friend accidentally knocked over Ben Stiller once. <laughs> Down the city. That was great. How random is that? Like, they I were filming running. and they didn't have a permit to rope off the sidewalk. Uh, so you can't tell people you can't walk here. Yeah. And uh, he's trying to do pathing to stay in camera. My friend's just on a mission. Mm. <laughs> and knocked over Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is so short, it's kind of easy to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's tiny. I would never guess he was short, though. Oh, hold on. Let me, uh, let me look up how short he is for you, and I'll get back to you with that answer real quick. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, guys. Um, if I had to rate this Kanye album, I'm giving it. He is five foot seven. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Listen, n- no shade to you know some of our vertically challenged listeners, but uh, five seven. It's, it's a little tiny, just a smidge. I'm six feet, ho. <laughs> five ten, I'm average. Hey, it ain't five seven, so. So <laughs> <laughs> enough But yeah If I had to rate this album I'm giving it a solid 5 And I'm being generous Just because I feel cheated That album was dumb short I agree with you Wasn't very well executed And The message Was a bit murky It boils down to It was sloppy it was it was sloppy and he could have done better. It, it was yeah. sloppy and he should have done better. Right. With especially if if there is a distinct message he's trying to push out from this album, I don't know what it is besides Right. Jesus is great. Right. Like <laughs> so is like mocha lattes, but you know what I'm saying? I I got to be able to explain that just a smidge better. There's a reason why it's great, you know. Yeah. And then another thing too is with everything that has been going on with him personally, it's just a strange sequence of events. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it doesn't seem like a conversion. It seems like an apology tour. Like, hey, guys, I know I said some dumb shit this year, and I've been acting way, 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 way out there. But um, I stopped taking my meds, and I'm dealing with my bipolar thing on my own, and I'm using Jesus juice to get over it. You know, like, take me back. That's what it seems like. And I don't want to feel like that. Did you know, like, half the high school girls that I went to school with? Mm. Are you, like, reading their life story right now? (laughs) (laughs) Don't they do that? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, see, I grew up in a small town. Okay. So you had, and the town next to us had a huge Jehovah Witness population. Oh, okay. So you get weird, like, if a girl slipped up and got pregnant, whether she kept the baby or not would come back. To school mm. and be all about Jesus suddenly because uh, she'd be at home for a while and uh-huh. the only people to harass her would be the Jehovah Witnesses all day long. Oh, yeah, and they have a, a form of excommunication. Well, they call it ex-fellowship, but, yeah, they just stop dealing yeah. with you. Like, unless they no, have no, no, to. No, no, They're, like, trying to, like, herd more people in. Herd more people in. I, had some, I knew somebody that had that experience. Like, she got pregnant early and, you know, her family, re- to this day, really don't really deal with her like that. You know? Wow. Yeah. Like, that's called being ex-fellowshipped. But, yeah. like, the indoctrination was, like, really off-putting because she was basically telling me that there was a reason for that. And 
you know, she was like, well, I shouldn't have did it. You know, that, there's a reason why I'm being ex-fellowshipped, and you know, I did it to myself. It's like, oh, God. You know, it's like, it's yeah. kind of hard to reconcile Wait, that. My parents had me young. I couldn't imagine where we'd be without their parents, their parents' support. Oh, mm-hmm. what I say there? My mother's parents' support. Um, let me clarify that. Mm, I got you. <laughs> but... Uh, there is that. There's also in my part of New York a huge Mormon population too. Yeah, and it's crazy sometimes to see just how fast people change. I'm like, wow, mm. never took you as the religious that like because some of the people I know are super super anti-religious, mm. and next thing you know, when you're at home from being suspended too many times or whatnot, mm. and all you get to talk to are people who have words of open love mm-hmm. there you go that's all it takes oh hey maybe this isn't so bad right and you know i guess everyone needs something to belong to to a degree like i don't think human beings are loners solitary creatures no, you see what we're, I'm saying? we're a social pack animal and so i can't knock anybody for their religious preferences or the ideas so to speak but it's just when it gets to the point where you can't differentiate whether these are your ideas or someone put them in your head. Yeah. That's where it gets weird. And that's why I think with Kanye, I don't think he fully understands what it what his conversion means. And when you're trying to convey that through music, it's like you sound very sure of yourself, but you're not really saying anything. And it seems so subtle. Like, didn't he say that he's only doing gospel now? Right. And that's... It wasn't... wasn't Snoop's a one-off, or did he also say, uh, this is it now? No. Snoop was like a one-off thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I w- if this is true and he sticks with gospel, I'm looking forward to the next one. I want right. to see how it improves, how it changes, because mm-hmm. uh, we don't know when or where or how his, his faith took hold. Right. And so we don't know if he really had all that time to delve into the inner workings. Mm-hmm. I grew up Irish Roman Catholic. I went to Sunday school. I went to after school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned a lot about the inner workings of the Bible. And mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember all of it today. Mm-hmm. Um, Most people don't. Yeah, fair. I really should brush up because it's long and lengthy and mm-hmm. interesting, honestly. Yeah. But... That I do have to give him the benefit of the doubt for being possibly a, a new convert, really, and yeah. look forward to how it improves in the future. And I can agree with that. Um, what I'm looking forward to is a more a more well put together um, idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be well thought out because this go round felt really, really hodgepodge. It didn't feel like a cohesive piece of work. It felt like a collection of songs that he smashed together well, last gotta minute. Well, got to put out something. Got to put out something. And it's like, Kanye, you're a bigger artist than that. Like, that's not what we expect from you. We don't respect that. And, you know, with me being a huge Kanye fan, I'm going to buy it regardless. You're going to buy it regardless, but it also feels like a kind of a slight slap in the face. You feel me? Because, like, I'm a huge Prince fan, too. I cannot say I've liked every Prince album. <laughs> There's a couple of them. Can't stand them. You know? Then it doesn't take anything from the artistry. It's just like that was a bad experience. So with Kanye doing the gospel thing, 
we have to put it in this perspective, though. If that's the case, then that's going to be the end of his rap career as we know it. So we'll never get another 808s and Heartbreaks, which, you know, he's not going to do the same album twice anyway. But that phase of his life is done now. And yeah. I, I don't think Kanye fans are willing to give that up. And I don't, I'm, I'm skeptical because he always does something over the top mm-hmm. for album sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might, it might work out. It might not. Mm-hmm. But part of it is he knows people are going to buy the album regardless because it's a Kanye album. Mm-hmm. It's like Beyonce. She just dropped an album like that. Right. And by the way, that album was dope, but 4, hands down, is our best album. Unpopular opinion. Y'all kiss my ass. 4 was the shit. <laughs> it just was. It just was. The, the self-titled album was cool. Did I listen to the Carters album? Some of it. Didn't like it. And I'm a huge, huge Beyonce fan. Huge. I've been to two of them concerts. And, yeah, I could live without another Carter's album. Like, <laughs> like, don't don't do it. Don't do it, baby. Don't do it. But you know what? Another point, though, if he's going to be doing nothing but gospel music, that means that all of his artists under him is either going to have to fall in line with that or find another home. Because don't you think it's a conflict of interest to say you're only doing gospel music, but then you produce an album that's diametrically opposed to that idea? Depends on how you view, how I would view the phrase, I'm only doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you said doing versus making. Um, right. And so he might view it as what he is releasing versus producing. Right. But you have a point. You have a valid point. If he's saying, I'm done with the rap game, yeah. are you like, are you really done with the rap game? And that's the part that makes me sad, man, because it's like, you mean to tell me I'm never gonna hear flashing lights again? I'm never go I'm never gonna hear um the good life again. I'm I'm never going to hear through the wire again. Like that shit bothers me. Never going to hear you perform Mercy, even though yours is the worst rap in the entire song. Yeah, turn up the bass level up to your face, le- like bro. When, his, when his, <laughs> his words cut short, mm-hmm. that I think was more infuriating to me than the actual rap itself. Yeah, that was a dope album, though. What was that, it? The choreography for that video is on yeah. point. Matter of fact, um. Have you ever seen the video for Power? I don't think so. Man, that shit's crazy. It's one of those uh, videos where it starts in like on his face, and it just kind of expands out. You start seeing a bunch of other things around him, and then by the time he gets to the end, you see like two people for coming from two se- uh, separate directions with swords getting ready to stab him. So it's like, shit. Nice. You went from being what one man can have all that power, and you're getting ready to lose it. You're getting ready to lose your head. Yeah. So that video was smart. Next point. Thank you for for bringing, bringing that up. Videos. Has he released a video for any of these yet? The movie. So he released oh, the Jesus that's... is King movie. Let's get into that. Oh my word! Sweet buttermilk baby Jesus. Let me tell you, it is not for everyone. It just isn't. It's very artsy, smartsy. Now, mind you, from a aesthetic point of view, it's beautiful. The color contrast, um, 
kind of the way he put things together, it was dope from an artistic point of view. But if you're just a casual listener, you're going to watch that movie and be like, the hell did I just watch? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you ever seen somebody go, like, you ever go to like an art, um, like an art museum or something? Look at me. Mm. Show enough. <laughs> Show enough. Okay. So you've you've been to a to to an art exhibit or some shit, and then you see like look like a drawing that a five year old did with crayon, and you got art critics like the Mint Museum. Oh yeah, has an installation that is a Dyson ball vacuum, <laughs> and straight up just a Dyson ball vacuum. Yo, for moms everywhere. I went to the Beckler uh, Museum of Modern Arts. Yeah. And it looked like just freaking random pieces of tin fashioned together. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this is. But you leave it to an art critic. If you don't like it, then you're uncultured and you don't appreciate it and it's wasted on you. No, I call bullshit on that. Art is completely... Okay, so it's subjective there's some shit. objectivity to art uh, when it comes to specific styles. Yeah. Like, yes, okay, there are... I don't want to say rules and regulations, but certain artistic styles fall into certain categories. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Boom. Objective. Art is subjective. Fuck off. Thank you. Every single critic who says that you're ignorant or um, uncultured. Mm. If someone doesn't like the Mona Lisa, they just don't fucking like the Mona Lisa. Thank you. I can't. Thank you. Yes. We can agree. Great piece of work. Quintessential piece. Mm -hmm. Talked about to death. Straight up. At the like, same time. Andy Warhol's. Like, you drew Campbell's soup. Who you gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fraction of a fuck about it. But if I say that in the wrong setting, then I'm going to look like an uncultured heathen. Like, I don't know where to... You know what I mean? Like, for instance, we do it with music, too. Because Kanye fans can be kind of snobbish. And like, for real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We can be a little snobbish, and I tr- I try not to be that way. I try to be as open minded as possible. I think part of it is you also you kind of have to, when talking to people who don't e- either don't listen to him as much or really just don't like him, mm-hmm. you, you immediately have to take up a defensive stance. You have to defend mm-hmm. the fact that you like Kanye. Right. Then you find yourself defending bullshit, and you're yeah, like, "Man, you're like, here we fuck, go." Now you got me. <laughs> for real, like for instance. Um, and this is, I mean, I can't say it's a fact because, again, you know, it's subjective, but I think a lot of the effort that goes into Kanye albums is going to go over all the, the casual listeners. It's going to go over their head because, you know, you listen to a trap album, there's not a whole lot going into that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as a musician myself and somebody that dibbles and dabbles in, in production, there's a lot that goes into trap production. I will admit, I was listening to a lot of Bill Saber this week. Oh, okay. Good shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see the value in trap music. I'm not going to completely put it down. But sonically and from a musical standpoint, it's pretty straightforward. Whereas going into production of a Kanye album, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of things going on. It takes a lot of effort to get the sound that that Kanye achieves. And I think the average listener is just going to be like, eh, meh. But from that standpoint... I'm talking to somebody like, you know what? That Kanye album is not just this one, not just this one, but like Graduation. Let me use Graduation because that's one of my favorite ones for him. Some people are going to say it's a pretty good album. Some people are like, eh, I, don't, I don't get it. Of course you're not going to get it. All you listen to is Boosie. Of course you're not. 
But then I feel like I kind of send an ass because, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But the reality is, you know, our, some people's ears just aren't tuned in for it. But then I start feeling like, you know, those those condescending art pricks because, like, oh, my God, you uncultured. Like, you know what I mean? Like, So, so I've been guilty of it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not too, too proud to admit it, you know. But there is that. If you... Went to to the movies, you know. Of course, it only played at certain theaters, you know. So you had to go to the IMAX, and I went the first night it came out, and I ordered a really expensive cheeseburger because food at the uh, at the IMAX food at any movie theater man, is expensive. Look. However, I'll deal with it when I go to like Studio Movie Grill or uh, mm-hmm. Alamo Draft House because it's good there at least. Yeah, it's so actual food. This wasn't it. My only claim to fame that they had was the seats reclined. Ooh, fancy. Fancy. So, but by the time I ate this high-ass cheeseburger and shit and burped, the movie was over. It was done. It was short. So the sad part about it is the movie ran longer than the album. It was 35 minutes for the movie. Because of the credits. Because of the credits. Because <laughs> of the credits. Yeah. Oh, no. You can't... Be- Wait. Mm. Y- you're serious. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Kanye. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I wish he had to utilize the choir a bit more. True. I wish he had to use them more in the album. But shouts out to Tiger Dolla Sign because he's got a lot of songs with Kanye. Even on some of the scrapped um, Yandi songs, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ty Dolla yeah. was on a lot of them. Um, the song he's got, um, Spread This Gospel, it actually started out as a whole different song with Aunt Clemens. Uh, it was called Chakras. Uh, you know what I didn't think of? I'm going to sidetrack real quick. Mm. Uh, and I'll ask Jesse when I get home, so next time we'll talk about it. But I wonder how royalties work for things when an artist is featured on a song that ends up getting stra- scrapped. Um, I you, wonder, like, I mean, I know it varies depending on contract to contract, mm. but I bet Ty isn't too happy about the Yandi album being scrapped when he was featured so often on it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt, you know, he was either compensated for, you know, his time. Yeah. Or might not have been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think some some artists go into it knowing that, you know, this song may or may not make the album. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Slippery slope. Slippery, slippery slope. Slippery slope, but when you're as big as someone like Ty Dollar Sign, you can take that hit if need be. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna break the bank for you. But I, I will say this though. I liked the original version of Spread This Gospel, the original version. Because it was it was called Chakras. Um, that was another another title for it. I forgot the name of it, but it sounded better. It was more. It sounded more completed. Which, by the way, clips together after you know Malice having his religious conversion and them finally reuniting. You know, for that song, that was a good look. We haven't heard a clip song in ages, so that was dope. But. It started cranking towards the end. Now you got like 20, 30 seconds of crankage and then it's over. Like, what the hell? Like, I wanted the whole song to sound like that. And weren't weren't most of them like that? Those like, several. Several songs were getting into the good part of it. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I got this. I got this. And then just, yeah. no, out. 
Salah was like that. The second song on the, uh, on the album, it didn't start really building until close to the end, and then boom, it's over. Like, that feels cheap. All right. So, that's where we at with that. Um, I like it, and I don't. Your final thoughts on it, man? I... I like it's a fresh take. Kanye likes doing fresh takes. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. He tries to innovate himself with each album. Mm-hmm. But it's short. Mm. He doesn't grasp his medium very well mm-hmm. for this. And for like like you said, like I I wanna like it. Mm-hmm. I wanna like it because it's so different for him. Yeah. But, but I don't really like it that much. So no. It, I'll definitely listen to it again. It's not like I'm like one and done. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Yeezus where I'm just like, okay, let's put this on loop real quick until I'm tired of Yeezus it. Yeezus is the shit. And that's a really <laughs> slept on album, bro. <laughs> Yeezus go hard in the paint. Yeezus Bo- is good, man. My final thoughts on it is I'm looking forward to what's coming next, but I want to... I really want to stress that for the casual Kanye fan, don't be too harsh when he jumps on another wave because that's what Kanye does. That doesn't mean he's disingenuous or he's being hypocritical. No, he just has musical ADHD. For real. I mean, no two albums sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Like he finds inspiration from different things and then he jumps head first into it. That's that wave he's on. And then he's on to the next wave, next album. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. So that's my take on it. Strong, strong five. Don't completely hate it. Don't love it either. I feel you with the five. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle of the road. If we're if we're going for like a proper rating system versus like the modern Uber rating system, where mm-hmm. anything below top scores is bad, a five middle of the road sounds about accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't want to say don't listen to it, mm. but don't get upset if you don't enjoy it. Accept it for what it is. A trial run. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> that's, that's what it is, man. Um, now, last thing that we're going to be doing, man, we're going to be doing the uh, playlist roulette. And that's basically what we're going to be talking about, what we are listening to new. So what's new in your playlist, Tyler? What you listen new to? New in my playlist? Yeah, man. Does the song itself have to be new or... Just, just whatever you've just listened recently to. Recently cycled through. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let me open this real quick if it recognizes my fingerprint. Shit ton of Oliver Tree right there. Totally unrelated, but Carvacier and Mountain Dew is a terrible combination. Yeah, I don't know why you decided to uh, go with that one. I don't either. I'm having a bit of trouble getting this to load. What, what, what Petey Pablo say? Say this brought to you by Seagram's Gin because I like it and they paid me for it. Ha. But while, Whoa, uh, Getter had a track with Oliver Tree. That's what I was playing in the car. No wonder it was banging well, so hard. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. What's the name of it? Uh, Forget It. Okay, Oliver Tree and who else? Uh, Getter. Getter. Okay. Getter's a DJ. Here we go. Um, So I went on a bit of a ganja white night. Okay. Spree lately. There you go. Um. God, what's the track name? Hold on, I have to find it. I'm digging through my recently played. Mm-hmm. Few artists. Not that one, not that one. 
I can't find it, but there's one that takes a uh, quick take on capitalism and okay. uh, his uh, his music videos get like super colorful, yeah. I should say. Okay. But also, like, he just wrecks havoc on cities and stuff in it with his character, Mr. Wobble, in it. <laughs> Mr. Wobble. Yep. I'm going to have to um, check that out. Yeah. Ganja White Knight is kind of like if you took dubstep and put a a reggae spin on it. Mm. Um, okay. Anything like Sky? Like, no. no. Uh, Sky has horns. Okay, so there's no horns. It's there's just... no horns. It's it's just got that like dub or uh, like reggae feel to it with the mm. uh, beat on the one and three instead of two and four. Um, I've also been like I told you listening to uh, Love Sex Dreams LSD from ASAP Rocky. Okay, it's just it's nice. It's sultry. It's smooth. The music video is super trippy in a good way. Mm. I don't even want to think about what budget that was just for the special effects artists alone. Mm. Um, and then for the next big, big one that I've been listening to a lot mm-hmm. would be, um, I can find it, like I told you, Oliver Tree lately, but specifically Hurt. That's the one that had a million dollar music video mm. uh, in the Ukraine where there's no such thing as filming permits, so they just bribed the police to be able to do things like shoot a tank off in the middle of a street. Stop playing. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Yeah. I'll save you the behind the scenes for it. It's great. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I want to see yeah. that. How about yourself, man? So for me, um, listening to the Kanye album, I ran across um, the Kid See Ghost album from him and Kid Cudi, which surprisingly is dope. And it's been out for I don't know how long, but I had never listened to it until last week. But Kid See Ghost, I've been pumping hard for the past week. I've I've actually listened to it about as much as I have the Jesus King album. Really? Yeah, yeah, it go hard. Um, and that's by Kid Cudi, and it's only got like seven songs on it, so it follows that whole you know playlist type thing you know that he had been doing. Yeah. Um, that and Moonchild. If y'all into neo soul, um, Chalk Chell. Sorry to interrupt. Chalk uh-huh. Chell is the name of the song that uh. That's about colonial, colonial, bleh, colonialism. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to do a uh, do a segment on that. No problem. He's coming to Charlotte on Friday. Stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. We might have to mossy up, man. Make a trip. See what to do, bro. <laughs> but yeah, Moonchild, man. Uh, if y'all into any like neo soul um, music like that, like Moonchild is very relaxing and. I'm kind of late on the train, but I'm digging it. So that's what's new on my playlist, Kid Cudi and Moonchild. Yeah, man. So we out of here. Parting words is don't do it because it's cool. Do it because you're cool. All right? I Make, appreciate that. Hey, that's what it is, bro. Those are the words I live by. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, man. We out of here. Best two fingers to the side. Catch you next time. You dig? Quick shout out and thank you to the co-working space here in Charlotte for us our recording studio. Absolutely. Shout out to the ghosts of Judy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little baby couldn't make it today, man. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll be seeing her just a smidge. So and keep an eye out for more social media pages coming up. We're going to be live streaming soon. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this audio recording will also have a video recording with it if mm-hmm. this saves properly. 
<laughs> Absolutely. We're going to see what it does, man. We in we in construction mode. We're doing this homebrew in the best way possible. You feel me? Better get on this train now. You feel me? All right. All right, man. We out. We out. <laughs>